Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Phase zero bonus episode. It's Friday and I'm BD joined today by Jamie Drack. Good morning. We got Aaron Perrine. What's going on, everybody? And we got Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. This is our Spider-Man 4, everything we know so far bonus episode, because there's been a lot of rumors about Spider-Man in the rumor places lately. So we're going to talk about some of those, everything that's kind of come out along the way, everything that might be happening, might not be happening. If we know anything, you're going to know it now, too. And uh, at this point, Spider-Man 4, lots of unofficial stuff. I think the only official thing we have is that Sony owes Marvel a Spider-Man appearance in a non-Spider-Man movie. That was what Chairman Tom Rothman told us at the Spider-Man No Way Home premiere, that the deal was imbalanced in that way, that the the, the ledger had one, one lending of Spider-Man to Disney and Marvel Studios after No Way Home, and we don't know if a new deal has been struck since then. But there's lots of rumors, lots of speculation, lots of things to say. So before we get started, does anybody want to get out? Oh, that's the wrong character. <laughs> oh. Uh, anything you guys want to talk about at the start before this? Hopes, dreams, prayers? I feel like I need to reiterate what I said in our very last episode, which is that I still don't believe this movie is happening. Uh, I mean, I was a teenager when the Spider-Man 3 came out with Toby, and I remember that there was supposed to be a Spider-Man 4 back in those days, and that never happened. So I feel like I just need to reiterate that I do not believe that this exists yet, uh, but I am still ready to engage in this conversation. I still mourn that Spider-Man 4 and the Anne Hathaway Black Cat that we were allegedly supposed to get because I feel like that would have changed the course of history. Um, I, I have to say before we get started, I'm glad that I've gotten people on the Big Wheel train since last <laughs> Wednesday's episode. So we will probably not be talking about Big Wheel this week, but just know in the dream scenario, he would be in Spider-Man 4. You're not alone. You're not alone. People want Big Wheel. The comment section wants Big Wheel. <laughs> Jenna's Big Wheel gang is rolling, baby. Uh, so... I don't think there's going to be room for Big Wheel and Spider-Man 4 if Sony gets their way, according to these rumors. So let's let's start with the big rumor that's been going around this week. Daniel RPK is it shared this. Daniel RPK is right enough that we we have to talk about things when he says them. Uh, not like all scoopers, not a perfect track record. Also, I think this is a thing where Daniel RPK might hear some things and then those things change along the way. Like I could tell you right now, Spider-Man No Way Home was not the plan for spider-man 3 i had lots of insights lots of information stuff that we revealed exclusively on comic book before phase zero existed i think uh about spider-man 3 it was going to be a different story and then COVID happened so release dates changed production schedules changed being able to film in international locations became harder toby and andrew i guess were sitting at home like the rest of us and said you know what i'd like to go to a movie set let's forget it i'll do spider-man he wears a mask it's safe so for whatever reason, the things shifted around and Spider-Man No Way Home became the story. So therefore, it would seem like a lot of the stuff reporters, myself included, about that we said about Spider-Man 3 with Tom Holland at the time 
ended up being fake or inaccurate. And that's just the game. Sometimes it's true when you hear it and then things change. Like I remember we broke on the very first episode of phase zero that daredevil was going to be in spite that Matt, that Charlie Cox was going to be in Spider-Man no, no way home. And I remember I, I, I found the reason why some outlets, some of the bigger outlets didn't pick it up was because they weren't sure if the scene was going to make the movie and they didn't want to be wrong if they reported it. So I was like, well, yeah. I remember all the hate I was getting people saying like, you better be right. Well, some people were like, wow, did you spoil that. I get it. We don't, I, I, I get that part. But then some people were like, you're going to be wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, damn, if they cut the scene, I'm never going to live this down. Fortunately they didn't. And Matt Murdock is back in every way. But anyway, all that said, I guess I, I, that's a long, long winded preface to say, take this kind of with a grain of salt. Daniel RPK is, is right enough that we respect the scoops that he drops. And we're talking about him now here on the show. So this is the latest one. Sony wants Spider-Man 4 to be a big multiverse crossover story with Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire together again. Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige want Spider-Man 4 to be a grounded MCU sacred timeline story with only Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Purse, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I've just been talking a lot. So let me go around first before I just freaking hog the mic. Jamie, you're at the top. What are your thoughts on this? Do you have a preference on which way that goes? Honestly, I have mixed feelings about it because I am like the biggest number one sucker for nostalgia, but also like we got this movie already uh, and it was a really good movie. And I'm sure if they do it right, getting these three guys back together would be great. Uh, but also I want to see Tom on the ground. I mean, that's what the movie set up. That's what the last movie set us up for. And I would like to see it. Uh, it's it's really hard. Like maybe a balance, like maybe give us a little cameo or something. I don't know. I just feel like we can only ride this train for so long. We need to start moving forward in a way that uh, it doesn't feel like we are. And so, but again, it's like, if they do come back, what am I going to be mad about it? I, I don't know. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's really hard. I'm, I'm definitely conflicted, but my gut tells me I want just Tom. Yeah. Aaron, what are you thinking? Well, uh, I, I, I'm of a couple of different minds about it as well, but I, I err on the side of like it blow it, blow this thing out because three months ago I sat here and watched the entire chat complain for four straight weeks about how things are not moving forward with the multiverse saga. If you do the small thing, it moves it forward. Not an inch, not really. It might be fun. It might be interesting. You might get Matt Murdock. I think he's going to be in the movie anyway. Him and Fisk are never going to be in the movie anyway. So it doesn't really matter whether it's a big multiversal story or not, um, because there's just too much money uh, to be earned. But I, I do kind of like I, this is why when Brandon, when I expressed my cynicism about the whims of the fans, you see why I might have had some kind of like nascent cynicism, because three months ago, this was not the answer to that question. And now as more information has developed, it has changed. But we also know it does not seem that Marvel Studios is abandoning the multiverse saga. They're trying to do all of it at the same time. So, I mean, as annoying as it is to have, you know, stuff that they're probably not going to use that much, like intrude on the story, you might be able to make some lemonade out of it, you know? I have to say, I, I don't necessarily think that all the stories need to be multiverse stories now like I, that at least for me that's not what i've been wanting i know I, I want the multiverse saga as a whole to feel cohesive and progressive like it's going anywhere and i simultaneously want 
Spider-Man 4 to be just one Spider-Man. I want Tom Holland to be solo on the ground like Jamie, like what Jamie said. I lean that way for sure. Again, I won't, like Jamie said, I won't be mad if they do another big event movie with all three of them. But my logic is the Guardians of the Galaxy weren't in Avengers 2. You know, Hulk, Thor, the Wasp weren't in Captain America Civil War. Infinity War and Endgame wouldn't have been what they were if all of the team-up event movies, if everything leading up to it was a full, complete team movie. It had to have that sort of, you know, bringing them back together. So my thing that I want to see the multiverse saga do is put the characters together more than anything. I want to see the, these stories intertwine and then that leads somewhere. I don't need to rush into secret wars. I just want to know that like, we're like, I think secret wars will be more interesting if we spend time with Shang-Chi meeting Hawkeye, meeting Thor, meeting, you know, everybody else that's been introduced along the way, Miss Marvel. And, and, and then, you know, I want to see where, monica is at i want to see the multiverse stuff as well there's i think that there's times and places for it but the the, the the saga as a whole has not felt cohesive and that's been my biggest complaint and and that's why i feel like it's not moving forward the freaking hand in the ocean man and nobody wants to give it a high five or even acknowledge it exists uh so yeah, anyway jenna, jenna checked out for a second i think your internet uh, popped you out of a, a, the it conversation for a minute there where, where do you fall on this which one do you prefer I'm, I'm conflicted because I, I agree with Aaron. I think there is a way to just go completely bananas with four and have fun with it. But I the thing that I am kind of going back to is I don't know if you can have lightning in a bottle twice. I think that the three Spider-Men in No Way Home was such a magical experience and it they did all of the right things, even though they got there in a really kind of convoluted, crazy, ever-changing sort of way. And I'm just worried if we attempted to do that again and had all three of them together, it would just be kind of diminishing returns. So Part of me almost doesn't want that. I still think there's a way to tell a multiversal Spider-Man story with Tom Holland that doesn't necessarily retread the same ground. But at the same time, I would also want to see the Daredevil Kingpin very grounded movie that could be coming out. Make Spider-Man 4. Make The Amazing Spider-Man 3. Give, you know, Tom Hardy and Andrew Garfield some time together. Let the characters kind of grow and then and then bring them back together and plant seeds in those, too. You can throw little credit scenes or little nods, a little this, little that, just to acknowledge that they are coexisting in different universes. Like the universes are coexisting and will eventually cross back over. And that makes the crossover better, in my opinion. I have a question for you, because I... The idea of an Amazing Spider-Man 3, I'm all on board because I am absolutely a simp for the second one. But do you think if, like, a trailer for Amazing Spider-Man 3 dropped and normal people who don't know things like we do sees that, aren't they going to be confused? To be honest, <laughs> they might like, be confused, but they'll still buy tickets. Uh, all right. Well, okay. But yeah. Um, that's fair. I, I, I feel like going that route, as much as I would love it, I think would like break people's brains. And in fairness, Spider-Man No Way Home, to give the credit to the people I just discredited by saying they'll be confused. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home made $2 billion, right? It's like a, or, or just shove, just short. Yeah. It's a, it, made a, it made a lot of money. Enough money that I think anybody who's going to watch The Amazing Spider-Man 3 watched Spider-Man No Way Home. Whereas there might be people who watch Spider-Man No Way Home who won't watch The Amazing Spider-Man 3. There is nobody who's going to go watch an Andrew Garfield movie that didn't watch No Way Home. But there are people who watch No Way Home that might not go see that movie. So I do think for the most part, they'll get it, if that makes sense. 
I also think it comes down to tone. And I think like an example of that is the way that DC is dealing with Batman in the coming years of like, we still have Matt Reeves's movies that have a very distinct kind of tone for Batman. Mm -hmm. And then they've already announced we're getting the Bat fam and we're getting a very kind of completely different tone with the DCU Batman. So I think audiences can understand it if there's two completely different tones and two completely different vibes. But Mm -hmm. I don't know how you differentiate Andrew Garfield from Tom Holland without just the aesthetics of the amazing movies. Like there's probably a way, but I don't know if Sony wants to go there and do something that's decidedly darker or decidedly different so Patrick, i would in the comments well go ahead i'll pull this up in a second go ahead aaron oh i was going to reference his point so you could read it <laughs> oh yeah patrick king bd i love your plan but quote just spend millions of dollars on making a bunch <laughs> of movies end quote is maybe easier said than done yeah but they're making madam webb and craven and <laughs> well, see, that's, that's what i was gonna that's my point was i was like i would feel differently about your plan if those other things weren't occurring like if you took the money that was going towards Venom 3 and like at least Craven and just made Amazing Spider-Man 3, voilaire. Because it seems like funny enough, Madam Web seems like the most essential of them because they are planning their own yeah. multiverse stuff themselves. And oh, that's probably what the movie was. Be. I know we'll get into it later. But if you were spending the money differently, sure. But I know especially in the last week and a half where everybody's like, oh no, too much money's being spent everywhere. <laughs> like, asking, paying Andrew Garfield all the money and then having Hardy in it seems like, I, I, it would be dope, but I just don't see it as realistic, right? Yeah. You're reminding yeah. me that a friend asked me last night, like, oh, what are you excited about Madam Web? And I was like, just listen to Phase Zero. I can't talk about this in my real life. <laughs> like, I talk about this enough. <laughs> I can't, please. I can't. Let's talk about That's literally that, anything else. That good promotion. Good job, Jamie. <laughs> you and I are not the same because I talk about Madam Web in my like ordinary life way too much at this point. So what am I? I think I know when I'm seeing Madam Web. Ooh. Oh. I, actually, I don't know if they sent official stuff yet. I was just looking. And even if they did, I probably shouldn't say it. I was about to start, say. Yeah. They're starting to figure out the Madam Web stuff. Somebody somebody did pass on phase zero. And I was oh. like, did she listen to us talking about it? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but, you know, whatever. I don't know. Uh, I doubt that's the case. I bet it was just whatever. Uh, the interest or schedule, whatever. But uh, Madam Web is coming. What are we supposed to do? Like, pretend everything is, like, be positive all the time. This would be a very boring podcast if we I just... Have, yeah. <laughs> you. Uh, okay, so before we take a break, let's talk about who's going to direct Spider-Man 4. Truthfully, I don't think it's going to be John Watts. Uh, I don't really need it to be John Watts. John Watts was going to do Fantastic Four, but he did Star Wars The Skeleton Crew instead, which actually looks pretty delightful. Jamie, you know about that. You know why? Because you were at D23. Yeah. Uh, Jude Law came on stage, and I was like, oh, yeah, Jude Law. Oh, I'm ready. (laughs) Just like that. So personally, I have no interest in Sam Raimi directing Tom Holland's Spider-Man 4. Uh, so I'll just, I'm just going to put that one out there because I feel like that's a name people are going to bring up. Does anybody want Sam Raimi? I feel like they don't even want Sam Raimi. I feel like just t- hearing the rumor mill about how they have kind of two opposing versions of this movie in development, I don't think Sam Raimi wants to come into that, especially after Multiverse of Madness. Like, I... I, there's probably some new person out there who could direct a good trilogy in the same kind of level that John Watts did, but I have no idea who that person is. I think Drew Goddard could be a good choice. Dan, the man in the comment section saying Drew Goddard. 
I'm never going to be mad about Sam Raimi, but also I agree that I don't think he's the right choice. But I do love this Drew Goddard suggestion because I love Drew. We're going back to the Buffy days. Uh, So I I like that suggestion. I feel like get somebody new in there. Get some fresh blood. There are more than like seven directors. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think. And and, and I say this as a fan of all three of the MCU Spider-Man movies. I didn't feel like John Watts had an essentially a stamp of his yeah. own on those movies. Maybe besides the first one, because it had a very kind of cool coming of age. I really like the duality of Peter Parker versus Spider-Man. That moment when he walks into homecoming and he has to make the choice of like, do I want to be a superhero? Or do I want to be a teenager? And he chooses to be the superhero. Like I thought that was, that was probably that I felt like had the most authentic sort of stamp and tone John Watts brought to anything, but then Far From Home, I, I really, I'm I'm a fan of Far From Home. I know in the years that have passed, somehow Far From Home has become one of the movies everybody's turned on, but I'm a fan of it. I think Jake Gyllenhaal is great, Mysterio is a great villain, and then No Way Home is just it's it's a fan service in the in a in in a fulfilling way, in my opinion. It's not a perfect movie. Uh, I think people are also I'm also noticing comment sections are starting to get a, sometimes a little bit more negative on No Way Home than they ever were before although it is still widely beloved. Um, but I think with this rumor popping up, it has prompted people to be like, no, not again, in a sense. Whereas before they would have been like, I'll watch these guys do anything together, kind of to Aaron's point. Um, so yeah, so in terms of directors, nobody's locked in. Drew Goddard, I think is a great choice. Uh, I do think, you know, finding some new blood, like the Russo brothers were with Winter Soldier, finding some people like that. It also needs really good writers because I don't think you have the Russo brothers and their prolific name as it stands with Marvel without Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. So <laughs> some if of we the get... comments... oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say some of the comments say Vincent and Moorhead, they got enough stuff to do y'all. They can't address all this stuff. What did I say? Did I say this was going to happen where everybody's like, just let them do it. Like they got enough stuff to do. They would probably make a really good Spider-Man movie though. Especially if Daredevil's coming into it, if he if 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 they work on Spider Man after Daredevil, I do think if those two work. Are- if they were to make six things, I'm revisiting my point from last the end of last year. If they because they would be up to what? That's Loki, Daredevil, Spider Man Four, and Moon Knight. Yeah, I mean they're probably right. going to do Secret Wars. Watch. Yeah. Just about to say, I I didn't know if they were confirmed yet, but I was like, watch that happen. And I'll just be like, oh, here we go. It would be interesting to see them go from only shows to the biggest movie of the saga. That's a jump right there, but we'll see. So Spider-Man 4, no director yet. If you have a suggestion, somebody you think should direct Spider-Man 4, we kind of all came into this and we're like, well, whatever. We'll see. I want to add, because I've been beating this drum for a while, I would like Chad Stileski to get into the MCU because Mm. he is such a good action director. And if this was an on-the-ground movie, I think he would be an awesome choice. If it was a multiverse movie, then not necessarily. So, Y'all are crafting a movie that, like, four-year-olds cannot go to. (laughs) Four-year-olds cannot. You're going to have to explain this to so many parents. You can make a really good action movie that's not bloody. You absolutely can. You can just look at the Spider-Man PS4 games. (laughs) Just look at the level of, like, violence in those games. Just because you directed John Wick doesn't mean you can't do something like that without making it 
sca- like scary or whatever. You can do action. There are so many amazing action movies that aren't rated R. Look at the Mission Impossible franchise. We're talking about a fan base that went frame by frame during a two-minute fight in Echo. It was like, it's not hardcore enough. I don't have any faith in them. I have faith in you, Jamie. Not in the fan base, though. <laughs> Give Josh Trank another shot. Didn't I don't do think Chronicle? he even wants that. Didn't he do Chronicle, though? Yeah, but I, I think he's moved on. <laughs> that no, man's been through enough. Yeah. Been through enough. I don't think, jo- I don't know that, yeah, I don't know who, man, Chad Stelsky would be quite a choice. I do think, like Ryan Reflex just said on YouTube, Chad would be uh, really cool for Blade, but yeah, no. I'm, I'm not saying he needs to be Spider-Man. I just want him in the MCU uh, yeah. really badly. And so I'm just putting his name out into the universe. But I think that he could do it. I think that he is capable of such things. Sure. Brandon. I mean, Argyle is a perfect example of what you're saying. I know nobody besides me has seen it yet. But you look at Matthew Vaughn's track record. It's very R-rated. And then Argyle comes along, captures all that tone. But it's PG-13. So, it yeah, it doesn't can, have all the blood. Can I throw in a weird one? Because I'm bad at this it. game. So it took me this long to think of somebody. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, how do you feel about Sam Hargrave? Sam Hargrave, I'll say, okay. Is that the Woo! extraction Uh-oh. guy? Is that the extraction guy? Yeah, yeah. that's who Sam it is. Hargrave, oh. mm-hmm. It's a lot of, I want a little bit, oh, this, this sounds so rude. I want a little bit more substance and depth to the character than we've seen in the only movies that Sam Hargrave has directed. Sam Hargrave does incredible action. Those Warners in the extraction movies are freaking nominal. But, I don't also don't know that those movies are written to have the deepest character moments. Uh, he does maximize what he's given in those. They're fun movies. I really enjoy them for what they are. Um, well, could he direct Spider-Man? That's some gritty. That's a gritty turn for Spidey. It is. I'll tell you, you know me. I'll take it. Iron. I'm surprised you said Sam Hargrave because I'll <laughs> listen. He's a Marvel favorite. He's developed in house and he loves Chris Hemsworth. Like, I don't know. He just seems like the kind of thing where it's like, we already know this guy and you've seen him do a bunch of cool action sequences. So if the script is tight and he don't have to really pull any interiority out of Tyler Rake, you know, God bless. Blaine Ayers asking who did Kingsman. That's Matthew Vaughn, who I just talked about. And I have to say, I am not for Matthew Vaughn directing a Spider-Man movie. I love Matthew Vaughn's movies, but my goodness, are they over the top and one of a kind in a way that I don't think a Spider-Man movie would fit well with. Yeah. I mean, he crushed X-Men, so uh, it's... Yeah. Like, that is true. I, I mean, you can't discount that he made one of the best X-Men movies. So... Wait, which one that made? out there. First Class. Uh, first Class. <laughs> Looking something up here. Oh, boy. <laughs> But I also just say, like, to Jamie's point of, like, naming the same, like, six or seven people, we've only suggested white men in this conversation, I feel like, which is kind of reflective of just, I don't know, there's also probably a really, really awesome female director or director who is not a white man who could probably absolutely crush a Peter Parker story, and we might just not even know it yet. Yeah, first blood, saying it again. I feel like anybody who's directed an episode of The Mandalorian could probably do a good Spider-Man movie. (laughs) You know, like if they, if, or most of them. Rick! I was going to say, in there. Rick, Rick or Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, that's where my mind went. I was like, okay, that, that has a pretty, the Mandalorian has a pretty diverse palette of directors for the, for the resume. Of, if you look at everybody who's directed those episodes, I was like, who's directing? So yeah, that'd be interesting. It's a good point. 
All right. We're going to take a quick one-minute break. If you have somebody you think should direct Spider-Man 4, drop it in the comments. Send it our way on social media. If you're listening later in the car or at work, you're welcome for the distraction. We'll see you in a moment because we're going to talk about other Sony movies and how they might impact the story of Spider-Man 4 and when we might see this movie if, uh, to Jamie's disbelief, it does exist. See you in a moment. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. phase zero spider-man everything we know so far so during the break i was checking some tweets and checking some messages i got a message from uh somebody who's watching live and they asked you think it's because marvel needs a good payday that they would want to do all three spider-mans in one movie sony is the one who wants it and it would none of that or at least a lot of that if not none of that box office would go to marvel studios and disney which might be why they're like you know what let's just do one but no i thought yeah no i i'm not sure uh, obviously the motivation is the box office dollars for Sony. That's, that's the obvious hit there. And I think Marvel is recognizing that a longer form store, a longer booking, longer, longer term storytelling, developing Spider-Man in the fallout of no way home is the better starting point. But speaking of Sony, let's talk about their other movies and how they might factor in rumors. Tom Holland was supposed to appear in madam webb there are also reports that it was supposed to be andrew garfield then it switched to tom and now it's no one it's john cena (laughs) (laughs) so this is so funny to me Mm -hmm. i mean the simplest thing oh our movie takes place in 2003 let's have tom holland in there he was a child like like he was was he even born uh yeah no he was um but like what and then okay let's do this to not even understand the timeline of your movie makes me really worried that you you don't know what you're doing at all like are you kidding me that's the simplest thing and i know that homecoming botched some timelines too but i'm sorry but putting a little title on your screen is different than let's put tom holland in this movie that'll make sense I do have to say, I think any Spider-Man we may or may not get in Madam Web would just be in a portal and that would be like across space and time and wouldn't have to like adhere to any sort of timeline. I also, we joked about this in the comic book Slack the other day and we were joking of like Leonardo DiCaprio as Spider-Man, like finally fulfill the prophecy that we never got of like, just do that. But I I don't know at this point, we'll obviously talk about it in Madam Web in a couple of weeks, but it is just kind of crazy how all of that rumor mill has progressed. Directed by James Cameron. Yeah. Oh Lord. <laughs> There's not enough water in the Spider-Man it's universe. Just... Yeah, exactly. It's the whole thing takes place in the uh, the Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, all the Kingpin's bodies are 
<laughs> anyway, uh, Aaron, did you have any thoughts on the Madam Web? Of, I, I, I go ahead because you're, you're you're directing a comic book movie, and like Jenna said, you could just have it be a portal. I don't understand why you felt the need to tie it to this specific time period, if that was the case. And also, as we talked about in this week's phase zero, timing it to be this Y2K influence thing and then abandoning all of it as that's the core youth aesthetic in the United States and Western countries is hysterical. It does not make sense. Like shooting all that stuff, having the poor guy who had to go up there in New York or whatever and put that giant Beyonce crazy in love thing on the wall, dancing in love on the wall and then rip it down. Like, I, it's just silly. There has already been so much discourse about the PSP that's in the trailer because people oh, were like, that yeah. technically didn't come out around the time that this was set. And it's like, none of this oh. matters. I don't know what oh, to tell you. No. Oh. It doesn't. So, uh, they, they don't make, the Sony Marvel movies just don't make sense. <laughs> it's that easy. And it just goes, I'll never forgive the Morbius credit scene. <laughs> for the fact that they paid somebody $20 and a handshake to put it together. But also... The, the the complete lack of logic in the the storytelling of it. I mean, we've talked about this, but it does not make any sense that Michael Keaton's Vulture would go from the MCU to wherever Morbius is. It just doesn't make any sense. And it's not intriguing, as Morbius said. It is stupid. And <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I To me, it didn't happen. It's not canon. Vulture is still in the MCU waiting for Spider-Man 4 to happen so he can bring his prison buddy... Uh, who was with him? Was it Chameleon? Yeah. Scorpion? Who, who was? Or Scorpion. Scor- it was Scorpion, right? In the in the prison. Uh, so they can start their own Sinister Six in the MCU. You're going to be on your deathbed, like surrounded by grandchildren, still complaining about the Morbius post Oh, yeah. I'm going to be a grumpy old man <laughs> being like, well, I used to be happy, but then I saw the Morbius credit scene and I was never the same. That was the stupidest shit I ever saw, Timmy. <laughs> For those listening, Aaron is muted and is hysterically laughing. There we go. What? You're, you're in Elvis for some reason on your deathbed. I don't know. <laughs> Did I just become Austin Butler? Or, or Colonel Tom Parker. You sounded like a mix of the two of them. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, you're get, let's get to the other notes because you have more notes. The symbiote is still in the MCU, which is a whole thing. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, why? <laughs> I mean, cool, fantastic. I hope it matters. This is another one of those uh, things that to me is, okay, throw on a long list of unanswered credit scenes and Venom coming to the MCU only to be sent back to the MCU to leave a little crumb behind just feels like something that we might never see pay off. I really want to see that pay off. The idea, and let's just combine this with the next talking point that uh, Kingpin is supposedly, Daniel RPK rumor, a part of Spider-Man 4, the version that Marvel Studios wants to make. The idea of Kingpin being like the main villain and Venom being like a crazy adversary along the way, almost like Black Manta in the first Aquaman movie. Yo, I could not be more on board with that. I'm here for it. That is world building. That is different levels. That is tears to the villainy. I'm here for I want it. Give me it. Do it. It's right there. We gave you this for free. <laughs> I mean, See, my, Vin- oh, go ahead, Jamie. I was going to say, Vincent just told Adam that he still wants to, quote, kick Spidey's ass. So 
See, my assumption with the black suit, and like we'll get to the secret wars of it all, but my assumption was that they left the little venom goop in the MCU so that it would be easier to get the black suit and we wouldn't have to justify and explain why the black suit exists in the MCU. That they could just use that shorthand because the Venom movies made money and people know of the Venom movies. So it's like, let's just have the shorthand. Let's just have a thing that can give him the black suit so that years from now in Secret Wars, we can get to that point. I'd rather see Venom. I mean, the black suit will be cool, but I want to see Tom Holland come across a Venom. That'd be dope. And Kingpin. Oh, yeah. Aaron, what's up? This is this is the crux. This is how you get both. This is how this is how we win, which is have him hire five street level villains for them all to be fighting. And then when they inevitably get their crap pushed in by Daredevil, Echo, Spider-Man and Hawkeye, ah, you idiots, I couldn't do it. So I've hired a guy and he has this stupid symbiote and that's the final boss's movie while I'm in the background cackling and insulting you because I'm Vincent D'Onofrio. That is how we win. That is how it happens. It probably won't, though, because like Brandon says, it makes too much sense. It is entirely too much sense to be had. It's been like 880 days since we saw saw or heard of Shang-Chi in the MCU. (laughs) Things really, these inter-studio deals are getting even, like that's all owned by Marvel. This is, this is, you got to collaborate with Sony and they, they're on their high horse right now after No Way Home. And you know what? I get it. With the exception of all the movies they made, they're doing great with Spider-Man. So, and the MCU I have a question. Do you think that this year, Madam Web, Craven, and Venom 3 together combined will make more money than Spider-Man No Way Home combined? No. Not a f- not a chance. Like if you add all three box offices together, no. they're not going to touch Spider Man. I will say, Madam Web is now releasing in China, which could help it a lot because like Venom made a ton of money in in China. The first Venom did. Part of that was the marketing campaign that made him into like a little kawaii boyfriend. Um, so I would love to see them market Madam Web in a crazy way too. But I feel like it'll make more money than people are expecting. But I think combined, the three of them are not going to touch the one point eight billion. No way. Com- combine the three of them against what movie? No way home. Oh, yeah, no, no way. I think that's funny. I think that's really funny. Like, you know, the goal for every movie should not be to make a billion dollars at all. I do not think that. I don't think that that that's not art uh, at all. But I do think it's funny that they're just choosing these movies that are that. Why? (laughs) Like, especially with the track record that they have. It's wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, those movies ain't touching it. Like. (laughs) I mean, Madam Web is projected to open for $25 million on Valentine's Day weekend. It might not even win the box office. Venom. Bob Marley. <laughs> Opening the same day, same weekend. Yeah. That would be, ooh, you would hear it from me on here. And I, <laughs> I'm a Madam Web defender, but I, you would hear it from me on here. I'd be like, wow. I'll tell Talking you, I want Madam trailers, Web. I'm sick of seeing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want Madam Web to do well. I do. It'll be better for phase zero. It'll be better for comicbook.com if Madam yeah. Web does well. I hope Madam Web is good, A, because I'm going to watch it. B, it's more fun to talk about it when these things are good. C, it'll drive people to phase zero who may have never otherwise listened because we'll be out here having a good time talking about it, all that stuff. But Bob Marley's a Paramount movie. It is. Hey, let's go. That's the mothership. Let's go. Keep our, That's right. Go, Bob. Rake in the money. Keep all, keep all our jobs. <laughs> 
Uh, but no, I want. I mean, I root for every movie. I, it's no secret. Yeah. People yeah. people get mad at me because I want to see movies do well and I want to enjoy them. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ashamed of that. Uh, I don't. Why would anyone want to move like want movies to do poorly? It it mm-hmm. first of all, it all trickles down to everything. I, I mean, it, a thriving movie theater is a good sign of a thriving economy. People. <laughs> It's the George Lucas anecdote of how he like gives every movie a standing ovation and people are like, why are you doing that? And he's like, because it's so amazing to even get a movie made and have like an end product that is an actual watchable movie. So it's like, yeah, it's the same sentiment. Another rumor. Vulture and Scorpion. I wrote Camille. I meant to say Scorpion are supposed to be villains in Spider-Man 4. We kind of just touched on that. I personally think Vulture was a great villain. Mm -hmm. I love Michael Keaton. I think I know where Jamie stands on this. (laughs) Yeah, there he is. I always have him ready. Uh, listen, not you know I want Keats and everything, but also I've been waiting so long for Michael Mando to come back. Yeah. I want more Mando. I would love that so, so much if they would both be in this film. Mm. And Keats deserves better. He keeps getting the short end of the stick, uh, getting thrown in Morbius and not even under and no one understanding it. And people didn't like the flash. Uh, and it's just he deserves better. I mean, I really think Kingpin can be such a good overarching adversary for Spider-Man with with him sort of manipulating and or hiring or doing anything to get these villains out of jail, working for him, working against Spider-Man, you know, anything like that. So I know everybody I saw some people saying Tom Holland needs to get his own Spider-Man movie. Sure, absolutely. Tom Holland is great Spider-Man, but you throw Daredevil in there. I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be mad. Spider-Man's still the main character. Uh, anyway. And oh, one last thing about this, Beyond the Spider-Verse, could it possibly do anything to set up Spider-Man 4? I think if it's a multiverse story, sure. We saw the the sort of tree of, of multiverse timelines in Spider across the Spider-Verse was consistent with that of the, some of the designs we saw in Loki. So... I don't know. I think they should, if they, if, 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 if they were wise and they very well may be, and you want to set something up out of beyond the spider verse, you might set up Andrew Garfield and Toby. The, I mean, the, I don't know how the, how the rules work on Tom Holland with his Spider-Man. I know they can't make an outright MCU movie without Marvel studios, but like you can do go do and include what Sony can do, whatever the hell they want with Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire Spider-Man. Like they can do that. And I think that's the smart play. I would love nothing more than them to crib as much from those movies as possible in their approach if we're just going to abandon what they were going to do because they're just so universally beloved that why not just use the Xerox machine and copy the the kid who knows everything's homework? (laughs) Ignore the rest of the stuff that they do. Just take the answers you need. That's all, you know. Um, I think that there's a method, and this is just Aaron's like harebrained stuff, but that... Tom was supposed to kill Goblin at the end of No Way Home. That's a canon event that threatens his world. And now you have to have his two mentors go back to help him. And there's your universe thing. Also, by the way, him killing Goblin allows Kingpin, blah, 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 blah. Collider, multiverse. Hey, you know what? This Sinister Six is a little light on people. Here's Donald Glover. And his nephew. And there you go. 
There you're now you got a now you got a nice stew going. There's a nice stew. There's a little <laughs> bit here for Kevin Feige to be happy with. You get the Andrew Garfield and all them back. You get all the stuff at the same time. But like I said, that's a very expensive movie. You can't be making Rhino movies if you're gonna make that movie. You cannot cannot be making well, money, let's go. movies. We need to know why you they can't. call them the Rhino. Yeah, like we're never gonna know, Jenna, if we get that movie. We're never gonna know why they never call gonna it know. Oh. Oh, dear so Lord. you know, oh. Ned's still supposed to be hobgoblin at some point. We're never gonna get that. He's magic now. We'll buy away for that, huh? He's magic now. He is magic now. Yeah. Oh boy. I, All right. When is Spider Man Four gonna hit theaters? The, I, the Aaron's a prophet, so <laughs> I think that I'll, I, you just gave that all away for free, which is insanity. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, but when do we we're running a little long here? When do we think Spider-Man Four is going to hit theaters? I, I I did the math on this. I found a friend of the show, Joanna Robinson, talked in, to NPR about the Spider-Man contract in 2022, and she said that Sony needs to start production on a new movie within three years and five months of the last movie getting released, and it needs to be released within five years and five months. So I did the math. I'm bad at math, but it supposedly would need to start production by May 17th, 2025, and then be released by May 17th, 2027. The the one thing that I think about, and I was going to say this at the start of the show, I think the reason why Feige wants a smaller scale movie and Sony wants a bigger multiverse movie is because if Secret Wars eventually gets delayed, it's harder to then make a Spider-Man multiverse movie that could potentially tie into Secret Wars if it happens to come out before. Because either way, it would oh, need to come out in May 2027. But if Secret Wars, which is currently May 7th, gets delayed in any capacity then you're kind of putting the cart before the horse and this is another no way home multiverse of madness situation so i would not put it past them for being like let's just do a smaller scale movie so that when everything shuffles around it can go anywhere hmm. that's really interesting so the maximum amount of time we could wait for a spider-man movie is less than five and a half years yeah that's not that long <laughs> it feels so long but it, it yeah it's really interesting uh, the, the the multiverse of it all given Secret Wars, which is going to get pushed again probably and yeah. might even be a part one of two. So it, it could I, – I don't know. It's hard to imagine them making a solo Spider-Man movie and a multiverse crossover movie before the end of Secret Wars, mm -hmm. but it's possible, and I hope it's what happens. Yeah. Snyder, so, everyone took a moment. However, to really see however that you is. feel about him, he said that that was one of the first two priorities for them this year. It was not Secret War. It wasn't recasting Kane the Conqueror. It was figure out who the heck is doing Spider-Man Four, announcing that, and figuring out how to get Fantastic Four out the door. So if those are the priorities, I don't think we're going to wait till next year for production. I think you're yeah. going to get an announcement at Comic-Con and we're going to be off to the races. I don't, I, the 2025 seems very likely to me. Like yeah. they, everybody involved is going to be like, let's get the lead out and let's go. Like, I, yeah. I don't know why, but you are. Also, Brandon, so if right now, what is Secret War supposed to be 26? 27. Oh, it's 27. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, I guess that does make sense then. You might have chance. You might have time. Barely. If nothing else goes wrong, everybody cross your fingers. It's not like this is unstable or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think 2025 is pretty reasonable. 
maybe maybe early 26 but like christmas 25 is certainly attainable for a solo spider-man film but the problem is if you're gonna have kingpin as the villain he's gonna be filming daredevil born again yeah. all year you know uh so that's kind of i think it's gonna come down to schedules and whatnot but yeah i see 25 or 26 i do think there's a good chance we see spider-man before uh kang dynasty or whatever avengers fives and f5 ends up being uh, but then again, I could also see it being one of those movies that comes in between those two Avengers films. So, I, I mean, goes without saying, I think we all know and agree we're going to see a Spider-Man movie before Secret Wars. And do we all know? <laughs> let's, 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 I mean, let's just purely because like by again, by the argument of like if Secret Wars currently is supposed to be May, early May of 2027 and they need to release Spider-Man for by mm-hmm. mid-May 2027. If Secret Wars gets delayed one more time, then yes, we are seeing it before. Mm-hmm. Or never. <laughs> Sony just said we don't want the rights. Take them they back. They don't want the money. Made. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about Tom and a lot of other factors. I'm just saying sure. Spider-Man Four has not happened before that, and I just want to remind everybody of that one more time. <laughs> I'm interviewing Zendaya next week. I'll uh, I'll, yeah. I don't know, I don't know how to ask the question in a way that actually gets any sort of answer that like they're comfortable giving, but I you know I have to try. Yeah. I would be, I would not have my job if I don't stay. So what about Spider-Man 4 at the Dune Junket? I work at comicbook.com. I'm sorry, film Twitter. Like, bro. All right, we're going to take a quick one-minute break. We come back. Jenna's got an interesting take on the multiverse and what, uh, what could possibly make these stories a little bit better than what we've seen so far. See you in a moment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to Fachizero. Jenna, tell them about the multiverse. Yeah, so I wrote a piece on comicbook.com earlier this week. I highly recommend going and reading it. Thank you to everyone who already has. Um, I've had this brewing in my brain since The Flash came out last year, and I finally, amid all of the Deadpool 3 speculation and all of these Spider-Man rumors, I was like, I'm going to make this real. And it's basically, the multiverse needs to be about more than just nostalgia at the end of the day. I'm not saying you can't do nostalgia. I get into the piece of like the very good examples of doing that, which are No Way Home. They are the CW's crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. Like there are ways to cash in on untapped potential and missed potential of stories that we didn't get to see on screen. But then when you look at stuff like The Flash and you look at Multiverse of Madness, the the multiverse stuff that we saw, the big cameos that we saw end up being kind of superficial at the end of the day. And so I think with Spider-Man 4, that is a conversation that is still going to keep happening because if we get Toby and Andrew back is it going to be as meaningful as it was in no way home or is it just going to be more superficial because we already did it so well the first time and there's nothing new to go off of cw is a perfect place to look at i think like you said i know you're all in on the cw and you know way more about it than i ever will because i kind of fell off those shows but i did (laughs) tune in for the crossover events the multiverse stuff and it did such a good job i mean it superman and lois spawned out of that you know what i mean like i think that uh there is 
there like i just think we need to see we need to care about other universes in ways that we don't now we've been kind of saying that i know i've been beating that drum but uh the, the the nostalgia thing seems to have kind of run its course in a lot of ways not just because the marvel cinematic universe did nostalgia with toby and andrew and they seem to be doing it a bit with deadpool 3 but because everything became nostalgia dc did michael keaton's batman in the flash Top Gun made another movie. Like whether it was multiverse or not, movies got sequels or content multiverse continuations and all kinds of stuff. And it just became the whole it seems like so much of media became dependent on both the multiverse and nostalgia all at once for some reason. It really is across the board. I mean, look at all the TV shows. I mean, the fact that I'm talking about new episodes of Frasier is ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like, as fun as I'm having with that, why does it exist? That man played that character for 20 years already. And uh, and as and as I've said many times, as though I am a huge sucker for nostalgia, I think that we are finally crawling out of that hole. I think people are over it. Um, I've, you, I, you guys all know that Buffy is my favorite show, and I saw some tweets yesterday because because Wolfpack was canceled, like, great, Buffy Revival. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't want that. That is my favorite thing in the whole world. There's nothing I love more than Buffy, and I do not want a a revival of that. I I just don't. I want us to just move on and, and, and create new things. And that's why this year's, I think, Best Picture lineup is so good. There's so much original good stuff in there, and I want to keep moving forward in that, in that way of creating art. Mm hmm. I can't wait to see what Aaron has to say about this. I think it's funny that we're doing this while everybody on Twitter is celebrating freaking Daredevil coming back. What are we talking about? It's but so okay, selective. It's it's, it, it's, it is different. It's, it's, it, was, it was canceled after three seasons and not that long ago. It's not like it was yeah. a 20-year-old show. Yeah, Daredevil hasn't reached the nostalgia point yet. I will uh, say, we didn't, was it? We have the different parts of the internet. Go ahead. It goes back to what I was saying about like untapped potential. Like, especially for the Save Daredevil crowd, there is a lot of untapped potential in stories that they didn't get to see that they feel like they still want to see. And so I think that, like, I, I totally get your point, and I, I do agree with it to a degree. But I think like that is a separate conversation in and of itself. It's different. I, I think everybody them. plays favors of what they actually like, and that's nostalgia and the stuff that they they like is like different. I think that's across oh, no, the world. All this. I'm stuff. not even a I Daredevil just, fan, <laughs> and I don't agree that that's the same because they cut it short. It was like was cut down. Three seasons is not a lot of season. a long time for a TV show. Like Michael Keaton was Batman three decades ago. You know what I mean? Tobey Maguire was Spider Man two decades ago. Daredevil ended what six years ago? five years ago mm-hmm. so i think i mean it's certainly I, I just don't think daredevil crossed into nostalgia territory yet because people were still holding on that they would continue it and so his gap ultimately ended up being like three or four years between daredevil season three ending and coming back in spider-man was his first mcu appearance right and kingpin yeah. was already back in hawkeye by that point so it was like yeah. three maybe four years that that they went away and were unsure now that said I'll give it to you. If they said, listen, we're, we we have to go back after all. Lost season seven is coming. Yeah. I'm I'm canceling everything. <laughs> That's it. I'm there. But the, so, yes, there are some things that on individual basis is we will, you know, all have our thing. But I just think there's no arguing that against the point that 
and we all acknowledge this, I think, that everything became nostalgia and multiverse. Like Invincible is a multiverse now. All these, like everything somehow became a multiverse. Rick and Morty was doing it forever and now they're just like, everything is multiverse. And but to Jamie's point, like look at the biggest movies of the year. Oppenheimer and Barbie was the biggest day at the theaters I can remember since Spider-Man No Way Home. And those are two, I mean, I know Barbie is an adapted screenplay because it's based on an existing brand, but they're original stories. They're not sequels. They're not reboots. They're, they're new movies that we have not experienced in a theater in any way before. And then you have Mario as well, which is based on a video game, but it's a new, it's a new thing. That was the other biggest movie of the year. So and my other, my favorite movie of the year, The Creator, which is in no way based on nostalgia or anything like that. So, and I, but I also, you know, simultaneously, I love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. So franchises are still doing well across Spider Verse. Brilliant movie. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think Daredevil falls into that yet, though. I don't think Daredevil is. It, I, Daredevil I know I'm not going. I'm not going with any fans on this panel with that. I know that. <laughs> I'm not stupid, but I just I think it's really funny because it can both be nostalgia eight entertainment because all of the executives at the top this is why i like jenna's analysis why i said we should include it because it is a conscious decision by decision makers to lean into nostalgia because they are risk averse Mm -hmm. that is at the core of it sure the writers are rebelling against it in the actual stories by doing jesus christ am i just gonna be writing fraser till i'm 50 you know what i mean and (laughs) far be it for me to begrudge you, but that's what happened, I guess, with a lot of the writing teams and creative teams. They're like, wow, the only way I can get these things made is through tapping into an already existing IP. That's why Greta's thing's so good. I mean, the funny thing is that God bless she was allowed to do it for like five years. That's probably why it came out so well, right? Probably, I don't know. Also, it helps to have like the hottest cast that ever <laughs> was on like any sort of film, period. It, it just It's just interesting to me that I'm just like, it's going to be selective. I just think oh, going forward, there's no way to call it. I think with a lot of the decentralization of entertainment as we know it, it's just going to be what people like to beat up on versus what people don't. Just you know, wait. Phase zero season 18 mm-hmm. in 2038. <laughs> We're going to be sitting here going, we need Aaron Taylor Johnson and Dakota Johnson back. We need more wow. Craven. Bring back Jared Leto. <laughs> when they, they adapt Spider-Man's reign? Oppenheimer Returns. Oppenheimer Returns. <laughs> Oppenheimer 2 is going to be crazy. I mean, there was the joke on film Twitter for a solid like six months about Babylon 2, and I ate it up every single time because it was a very funny <laughs> <laughs> but say, like piggybacking off of what Aaron said and like I make this point in my article I feel like the, the nostalgia and especially multiversal nostalgia needs to have a point at the end of the day like I, I get into this in the piece and it's one of my favorite anecdotes is like the multiverse in DC started because they wanted to bring back the golden age flash That's and they right. wanted to find a way to do it that made sense and didn't counteract that Barry Allen was his own thing and so that had a purpose the mm-hmm. the JSA being reintroduced had a purpose and I think when you get to something like Secret Wars we need to have that same purpose as well and not just well we need to get every living marvel actor on screen while we still can like there needs to be a narrative purpose beyond that it's yeah. coming i'll be through the multiverse that's fun. <laughs> i'll I'm be through the multiverse that, that oh my gosh that some me. indie director is going to do that 20 yeah. years from now as a nostalgia cycle thing and be like yeah. remember when we all thought this was going to be the future of everything yeah it's going to be a one camera thing where it's just fractally little things little windows of different 
Killian Murphy's generated by AI. It's gonna be terrible. <laughs> and then he meets um, Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria because everyone's yeah, exactly, right. junior meme with you with Oppenheimer. <laughs> wow. And on so that silly. note. Uh, also, I, I will I will own it that yes, uh, in the comment section, everybody listening in podcast form is probably screaming at the car in front of them because I said Mario and Barbie. I, I use them as part of an example of original stories not having nostalgia. Yes, obviously those two do have a nostalgic tie to them, and they've been around forever. So yes, I get that point too. So, but not a nostalgic cast. I yes. feel like I yeah, feel like that's not, a yeah part right. Of it. In the, like in terms obviously of the movies, yes yeah yeah. Uh, so, all right, you know all this to say, uh, Spider Man Four. It might be a movie. It might be a multiverse. <laughs> it might have a director. It might happen. So anything else you want to talk about, let us know. We'll be back on Wednesday at noon Eastern time for another live show. I will be missing that one again. Oh. We'll uh, hopefully be back on Friday. I'm like taking a red eye home on Thursday night. So if I'm alive, I will do Friday's show and be there for it. I don't I don't like missing phase zero, uh, but y'all will be in good hands on Wednesday. So enjoy that. Jenna's going to lead the charge there. Aaron, you got any last words for today? Spider-Man, everything we know so far. Boner uh, Shepard showed. I, I, it's at Simulate Corner on Twitter. I wish we could get through one of these episodes without something happening midway through. Once yeah. again, we have something happen midway through, and we do not we don't talk have, about the Fantastic Four on this podcast. No, nope. we're not doing it. <laughs> Never we're heard of it. it. Don't know what it is. There is no such thing as a Fantastic uh, Four update. It's not real. They don't exist. If you don't look at it, it can't hurt you. Nope. <laughs> I like uh, Peter to go make a supercut of every time Brandon talks about being misled by uh, morbius <laughs> and put it in black and white with a superimposed snow globe over it thank you that's what i'd like <laughs> i'd watch it i'd watch that jenna that would be like an hour-long video and it really would. um it's at hey it's jenna Lynn on social media as always go read some comics and go watch the monkey man trailer because that mm. was incredible highly recommend i am very much looking forward to that movie that i did not even know existed until this morning Great call. Jamie. Oh, gosh. I just want to say that I really enjoy these episodes, these niche one-topic episodes, because it gives us room to have a little fun, and I had a lot of fun today. So thank you for everyone who listened and had fun with us and who sided with Aaron, even though none of us did in, in the show. <laughs> a lot of people in the chat did, and I want to acknowledge that. Uh, during this episode, I was distracted by the Dune popcorn bucket. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note. <laughs> so that's our show. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for hanging with us on this Phase Your Bonus episode, allowing us to impart our uh, wisdom, if that's what you want to call it, about <laughs> Spider-Man 4 upon thee. Uh, hit us up on social media. Hit me up at Brand Davis PD. Subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash C slash Phase Your. Leave us a five-star review. Play our show for your mom. Play it for your dog. Play it in traffic. Play it in the car. Play it at the gym. We don't care. We love you for it. Thank you so much for hanging with us. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you on Wednesday. See you there.